0: All right, so we're talking about episode 25 of Breaking Bad, and it opens with a flashback, or a metastasis, excuse me. And it opens with a flashback. It says, uh, I think, uh, five meses, uh, five, atras, five months before. And it's the Breaking Bad scene where Jose say, says, you know, i never seen anyone break bad at your age. They're in the rain at the bank. Jose's in his car, and we can really see that the characters have—they uh, how far they've come, and I don't know—they look different. I don't know. It was—it was—it was delightful, even for me. I—I I, I don't know. Has it only has it, have I watched? Has it been? Have I been watching this for twenty-five weeks? That's—that's that's amazing. One, really, you got to be kidding me. That's wild. But uh, it, it was a blast. And then it goes into this Jose uh, Jose Miguel partying with Gordo. It's old days. Sweaty mohawks there. And he's wearing those gag big sunglasses that are like ten times too. He looks hilarious. Uh, Ho- Jose makes a James Bond joke at some point. He talks about his ex-professor, Toto Vida, uh there's party pictures there's a flash at some point jose jose's in a uh, pink wig and yellow glasses he looked a little bit like aaron paul for a second uh which i thought was funny and then they, we have the next day the day after the guys are hurting they partied too hard jose's low on money he spent a lot of plata and then Jose and Gordo, they seem to talk about the money. I said, well, gee, I don't know. I put a question mark there. And then Gordo go, goes, I got the bus in my place. I think that's what I, that's what I figured out. Uh, and Gordo seems like he's still wasted because he tries to sneak into his house and get his keys. He makes a ton of noise. And then he takes the bus, uh, Escolar. And then I said, oh, this must be when Jose buys the bus. Gordo looks awful. Like I was like, dude, you gotta call. You gotta, you know, you gotta change your life. You look terrible. Uh, Trace Miones, That's how much he paid. Then Jose goes to talk to a mechanic about fixing it, or a cheap fix, or no shocks. I don't know. It was, and this was a long scene before the opening. And then we have the opening of the show, and it's Moss. I think is the name of the episode. Cielo, she's in a fancy ba- ba- bathroom with radiant heat floors. I think that's what they're called. And then we realize it's Ernesto's bathroom. And they seem very loving, but Cielo's got her doubting face on, like, man, I, don't, I don't doubt, I doubt this is going to work out. And then we're, we're, we see plates being put on a table, and Junior has this huge happy grin, and he says, "Pa," he goes upstairs. Oh, no, he goes upstairs. He's happy that they're eating together, I guess, or they're about to. He says, Pa, come on down. Like, you're invited to dinner or something. But uh, Walter's on the phone in the closet, and he's talking to Jose and Saul. Jose's at Saul's office. They're talking about money, and the money drop off. Jose says, It's my money. And then even Walter says Jose wrong because Jose says, Jose, yave. that's how you say my name. And then he goes, they say, you don't even have my permission. And then Jose says, well, you know, that's my money. We're looking through a night vision goggles and we see Henry looking at buses. And it's Gomez looking through the goggles and they're not seeming to have any luck. And then Henry decides to uh, sneak into a bus, but there's people in it. He must have thought it was the Mets bus, but it's just two, a couple. And they are not happy to see Henry. And then Gomez laughs at Henry's mistakes. He's overreaching, I would say. And then we're at home with Maria, and Henry comes home. He's mad. She says, oh, I'm your more. And then she kind of inquires what's going on with him. And Henry, he has a, uh, oh, he has a tattoo. I couldn't tell if it was an octopus or a maze. On the on the second time around, I was like, is that a candle but surrounded by smoke? But Maria wants to try to support him and talk it out But uh, about, like, hey, did you make a choice on the promotion or what did you decide? And Henry seems very upset. And we shoot over to Los Pollos and Gus and Walter talk, and Gus is stone-faced, but he plays Walt like a fiddle. There's a chicken outfit in the back corner, you know, just in case. I said, Jesus, is that a a plot point? Does Gus play the chicken? Then is is that a metaphor? Is that a, um, some, one of those, something else, not a simile? Because you can't be, I guess if you're, you are a walking simile, If you're in a chicken suit, you're like, I'm dressed as or like a chicken. You know, when they say, well, it's not exactly a chicken, right? It's a simile. This is a simile suit. Chicken simile suit. I am like a chicken. Yeah, I don't look exactly. And I, I am a chicken. I'm not close. I'm like or as a chicken. That's why it's a chicken simile suit. You know, if it's a metaphor, it could be anything. But this is like a chicken suit. It's, it's a chicken suit, but I'm clearly a humanoid. So it's a simile. Think about it. Actually, don't, because it'll make your brain... you say, geez, Scooter, oh boy, I feel bad for Scoots. And he lost his pay. Point, oh, back corner. And then Gus stands. There's wind. There's sound effects. <laughs> There's wind sound effects, actually. Cielo's back at the house. She's looking sad. Oh, she's at Ernesto's house, because then he shows up. Right when he says, hey, let's get inside. And then Maria calls. And she's watching Valentina and asking if Cielo's at work. Cielo's like, of course I am. And she says, well, I want to talk about Henry. I'm stressed. And Cielo's like, tell me about it. And Gus and Walter are on a drive. They end up in a blue and white garage, And it's like, oh, there's a laundry, then they're in an industrial area, then they're in the lab, and Walt can't believe it. And I said, does he love it? Question mark. And I said, interesting. Oh, yeah, interesting. Is that what I wrote? looks like there's not enough letters to be. It's I-N-E-R-S and then T-R-G. I think that's my shorthand for interesting. Accidental shorthand. Interesting Gus talks calmly. It could be something else, but Gus definitely talks calmly. That's clear to me. And then they talk face-to-face about family, even, or something. Cielo and Ernesto are back in the bathroom, the nice bathroom. There's a wedding ring. Cielo's not... And then she had Cielo, we see Cielo's wedding ring, I think. And then she's like, oh, I don't want my feet on this bathroom floor anymore. And then once again, we see Junior's happy face, Well, Junior at another meal he's cracking jokes he's cracking the family up it's a a moment it's like christmas in whatever date it is christmas in episode 25 for juniors family's back together he's making people laugh woke gets to help with the baby henry gets on the phone he's on he's still on bus patrol but he asks uh, someone for help and then they're having a party because gomez ended up getting the promotion and then Henry's outside. Henry comes in. He's doing, uh, oh, he does. He comes in. He pauses at the gateway. He's trying, and he says, I don't know if I'm comfortable. And then he, like, collects himself, but a false self, because then he comes in with all this brava- bravado. Uh, and he's doing material, but he also has in his hand Jose Malverde, the patron saint of drug dealers because uh, he does a horn dance that was hilarious he, you gotta watch if you watch any episode any part of any episode where I don't give you the time to watch it where I say oh this would be it I, I mean the airport the women in the red outfits at the airport is important too though but he does this funny dance and I said geez I wish I was totally uh, you could speak Spanish to know what he was joking about since I don't watch with English subtitles, but then he gets along with Gomez and he gives him Jose Melverde, and he says something nice, and they call each other Romano. and then the woman that was helping him, she's like, "I did find a bus," and then it says city cameras in background. Oh yeah, these wherever they are, whatever the drug dealer. They have cameras all over the city. They're watching everything down there, so don't do anything down there. And then we have CLO. She's working around the house. Uh, she goes into Walt's and, the, you know, Valentina's room. That Walt sleeps on the floor, in. it's trashed like, like a high school bedroom. And she tries to start picking them, and then she gets the money out, and she looks it over. And then she puts it back, and she seemed a little freaked. And then she goes to her lawyer. She seems pissed. And she seemed to be trying to express express something to the lawyer, question mark. What question mark? Talking about money, question mark? I didn't know. I said, what is she trying to get the lawyer to understand? And then Cielo goes home. She's on patrol, but the money's gone and the divorce papers are there. They're signed, sealed, and the room is empty. Then we have Walt, Saul, and Senor Rojas, a.k.a. Jose Miguel. And Saul's kind of playing the peacemaker, the mediator. And Walt's playing it cool. Jose's playing it mad. And Saul says, silencio, you know, be quiet. Jose also had a Misfits t-shirt on. And then Walt says, hey, Jose, here's some money. And Saul's so happy. And then Walt says, you know, that's the end of the money. Yo! Exclamation part. And he says, I just bumped you off the game. And then I'm out. He's like, I'm out. And then Saul says, I don't know why I wrote it like this. I must have been his. Saul says, can I get a piece of that cash, man? I I did a pretty good job of guessing what they were talking about, though. And then Walt and Jose have a little showdown. Then Henry shows up at Gordo's mother's house, I think, or his aunt or his grandmother's house. And he says, where's the bus? Yes, go, our bus. And then he's like, who bought it? And then he changes. Something changes, and she's sad, and whatever name gets Henry's attention. And then he says, oh, can I see his room? He had a Sega Dreamcast, and then he, he sees a picture of Jose. And Henry knows his case is one step closer. And the episode concludes. All right, so we're talking about Season 3, Episode 5, Moss from Breaking Bad. And it opens with Walt uh, against a backdrop of mountains. And he's saying, I am awake. And Walt, and I I wrote this and I wasn't really joking. They look so young, him and Aaron Paul. And he says, uh, I am awake. And Jesse's like, I don't You don't have to do what I remember from class. And he's like, you know, I mean, me, this is a replay of an earlier episode, maybe from episode one. And he's like, uh, he goes, oh, this isn't enough money. You know, Walt gives him his life savings. He says, that's my life savings. He goes, you're a drug dealer. Negotiate. Buy the RV. Uh, we start tomorrow. And then this, in Columbia, they use the Breaking Bad line, but here they don't recite the line, you know, I don't remember. And Jesse doesn't say, you know, I don't remember anybody your age breaking bad. But anyway, uh, then it cuts to a party with Combo and um, uh, Skinny Pete and Jesse. And Jesse's talking about his fat stack and buying champagne, Dom Perignon, and they're like, 400 bucks, He goes, okay, give me two bottles then. And he goes, this is hilarious writing. He goes, I want those tall, skinny glasses. I like those. That's what James Bond drinks from. I'm all about that. And then the boys are like, where are you getting this cheddar, man? Where are you getting these mad stacks? And he's like, "This. you know what's funny? This old dude gave it to me. And they're like, what? He goes, he gave me his old, old his whole life savings. And they're like, why? And he says, well, he's kind of a dummy. And then I notice, oh, I, I took the time to look up the music because the music playing was Rocket Scientist by a- Eva, Ava and the Teddy Bears or with Ava and the Teddy Bears. And then Combo's taking a lot of pictures with those old disposable cameras people used to have at their weddings and stuff. Uh, a lot of money's getting spent. Then it's the next day. Jesse is is uh, spent. Is that what I put? It? Spent. It looks like. Oh, Jesse spent like five grand. I think I did the math. Around five grand. And then he's talking to our, you know, Skinny Pete is total. He's like, I got to go go home. And then Combo and Jess here together. And Jesse's like, I still need to buy an RV with the rest of this money. And then Jesse's like, I just got to get out of town. You know, this guy's he's a he's got a criminal mind, this guy. And Combo's like, RV, man, I got an RV. And Jesse's like, today? He's like, oh, yeah, no problem. And he goes, you're telling me you can get an RV at 6 in the morning for 1400 bucks. And this was a very cool acting. He says, well, just j- buy Combo, the actor that plays Combo. Jesse says, do I need to sign something? He says, no, 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 it's a no paperwork type deal. Then he put Combo's wave 1915. I don't. Oh, Combo's house is 1915. He had a nice wave at his house, I think. Oh, maybe not. I don't know. My notes are a little bit of a mess here. And then after he makes the deal with the house, uh, okay, so the no paperwork deal is in front of the house after he pays for it. And the house number is 1915. And then Jesse drives off in the RV because Combo's like, we got, we woke my mom up. We got to get out of here. And Jesse, they show Jesse's terrible RV driving. After that, we see his feet. There's Skyler's feet. They're on the floor. Skyler loves the floor. She also refers to her purse as a Buick, which I thought was, you know, I don't think. Is Buick still in business? I don't know. And then uh, Ted's trying to up the relay. He says, hey, why don't you leave some stuff in my bathroom? I'm like, Ted, what are you doing, man? And then Skylar, it doesn't creep in on her yet that it's like a bad idea. And then we're back at Casa Casa, Casa uh, White, I guess, the White House. I mean, I, really, the White House. And we're, we're saying, are we going to set the table for two or three? And Skylar says, three. And then she says, Junior, go get your dad. And Junior is so so happy, like he won the uh, Nuclear Family of the Year award. And Walt's in the baby's closet on the phone with Jesse and Saul. And like Saul's talking and Jesse's in the background. And he's like, You don't you're not listening to me And he's like, You don't you know what I'm saying? Jesse's like, Give me the phone He goes, You made some deal behind my back Walt's like I was sitting at a stoplight and this guy threw some money at me. And Jesse's not having it. He's like, I want that money. And then this, you know, you know, don't, Walt doesn't like to be, but, you know, Walt says, I owe you. I owe you nothing. And Walt's like, trust me. I get to the bottom. And Jesse's like, yeah, trust you? That's hilarious. And then he goes, you want to talk about, Je- trust Jesse. Uh, you, 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 you violated some unspoken rule that you're not supposed to cook my formula. And Jesse said, I don't know what you're talking about. I never said I wouldn't cook it and it ain't yours. And Walt said, it's ours. And I think Jesse said, plural. And then Walt said, well, I didn't give you permission. Jesse says, well, I got half the money I'm owed. You have the rest. And then Saul's like, escalation. You're escalating. Don't escalate. And then Jesse says, escalate this. And then Jesse says, you know, I'll start cooking 24-7 in that RV. One-man glass factory. And Walt hangs up the phone and then Walt comes out of the closet. There's a kid's chair stuck to his butt that uh, he was sitting in in the closet. That was funny. We're at an RV park. Hank and Gomez are trying to get into an RV. Hank's on the roof, and he sees a couple. They're playing card game. It must be hot out because they're in their underwear playing cards. And then Gomez is like, I got to go home and pack for Texas. And Hank walks off. And, you know, after they resolve the other situation, then we see four four packs of Splenda lined up perfectly in a row for Marie. And then we see, we see her, she hears Hank get home and she definitely has purple on and her towels, I think, were purple. And she says, hey, Hank, how's it going? Want some breakfast? He goes, no, I'm going back to work. She goes, you've been working like crazy. Those RVs aren't going anywhere. He goes, the recreational vehicles, Marie, that's what they do. And she goes, I heard Stevens got get the promotion. What the heck's going on here? And he goes, they turned it down, end of story. And he goes, I'm in the middle of this big investigation. And she goes, you can talk to me, I'm your wife. And he says, I don't tell you how to do your job. Is he? He's very demeaning to Marie. And he goes, this is my decision to do my job or something. And he goes, all you want is a condo in Georgetown. And Marie says, I just want to be included. That's it. And he says, don't you worry, Marie. My career's just fine. And Marie, she's just probing. She really cares about Hank. She goes, if you didn't want to go, it's okay. She's trying to... She's just trying to... Maybe she's not even trying to affirm anything. She's just trying to support Hank. And I get testy like this, too, so... Maybe not quite as mean as Hank, but maybe. And she goes, Hank, it's fine. I I, I understand. She's trying to normalize things, I guess. Like, it would be fine not to want to go back there. And he goes, Marie, I'm in the middle of something very important. And he goes, I'm trying to do some good in the world, and you're you're grilling me. And at some point, Marie just walks away. Hank's still yelling. And also no. so Hank, when Hank was in the shower, he was really leaning against the wall. As he was hiding out in the shower, as we all want to do. His face was on his arms. His eyes were closed. They had purple stripes shower curtains, even, and Hank was really yelling like a madman. And they put something else. They can't read my writing it looks Like O M I E, L A N A. Oh, or maybe that's an L. Lomila, mad, mad, Lomila. I don't know. It's my writing sometimes. L O N N or L O R R I E. Lori Lana, he's like a mad mad Lori Lana. we're not even in the language learning this is the penmanship or you know penmanship deciphering and we have walt and gus they're talking money and walt thinks he's on the, he goes hey i tell you what gus i know you're up to something you know you, you you have a crush on me i mean a business crush and you're trying to you know play me into cooking for you again it's obvious because I know you wouldn't hire Jesse over me, right? And first Gus, you know, Gus is like is still reeling Hank, or, or, or Walt. He goes, well, you vouched for him, and I took your word. And then Walt's like, no, 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 no. He goes, Jesse's my assistant. He goes, you'd never trust him with a solo venture. He goes, we both know that'd be meaty. Medi- he's mediocre. And then Gus is like, okay, I get the fish biting here. He goes, well, I was told it was more or less consistent with the quality I'd come to expect. And well, it's like, I'm more or less. He goes, talk about setting the bar low. He goes, you don't do that. And then he goes, well, you're just trying to win me over. Uh," He goes, you think I'm too, you know, and you think I'm going to be wooed and I'm not going to be wooed. And then they talk about, they simply respect the chemistry. The chemistry r- must be respected. And then Gus says, well, I apologize for being so transparent. You caught me. He goes, let's go take a drive. Uh, also, this was a well-stocked office. It had oh, tons of los uh supplies, buckets, chicken suit, uh, lots of uh, other stuff. Uh, at some point, more or less, therefore, Gus uh, sits says nothing a lot of times when gus says nothing it says everything and then then after that we're outside of house skylar pulls up and pauses marine marie calls skylar looks out at a baby oh no marie's looking at the baby baby Valentina. what's the american baby's name i forgot and uh She's like, oh, yeah, you know, she's. You know, I love this kid. I love you. Anyway, I'm really stressed about Hank. And Steve Gomez is going, Hank's acting weird. He's got this crazy case. It's like something's eating him away from the inside. And she goes, these things, they change a person, don't you think? Uh, did you notice a change in Walt? And we notice that something about it plants the seed in Skylar. You can see a little seed is planted. Laundry tour follows this with, uh, and I remember the first time as they pulled up, I was a bit concerned about this scene. I said, uh, You know, Gus was cloaked in mystery, and you know, so so I said, Geez, what are we going to expect here? Uh, but nursery music plays kind of like a ping ping, you know, and they enter, the, and he's like, What is this? This is your new lab. And Walt looks down, the cameras kind of follow him walking. And Wolf's like, my goodness, uh, see, look at this reaction vessel. That's 1,200 liters. He goes, how'd you put all this together? And guess goes, like, I had good help, as will you. There's a lot of planning, I own the laundry, you know, it'll be the perfect cover. We got filtration, workers are on board. And he goes, it's 200 pounds a week to make this work, and, you know, you just got to meet the quota. And Walt says, no. And Walt was, like, thinking about it for a while. He rubs his head. That's when he says no. And then Gus breathes through his nose. And Walt says, you know, I can't make another bad decision. He goes, why did you make these decisions? Gus says, Walt says, for my family. And then Gus says, well, they weren't bad decisions then. He goes, "A man provides, Walt. And Walt's like, well, this cost me my family. And Gus says, well, when you have children, you always have family. That's your priority, your responsibility. And a man, a man provides. Even when he's not appreciated, respected, or loved, he bears up. He does it because he's a man. And Gus is almost, he's so focused on this little speech. It's almost like he's, it's like a, hes in, he hasn't raised his voice or anything, but it's almost a guttural growl in some uh I don't know. We get the essence of Gus there. And then we see Ted's floor. And then we see Ted's floor. We see Skylar's having second thoughts about Ted's floor. And and then we're back at the White House, and it's dinner time. And I think this is when... Is this the time Junior's working this material... Yeah, he's got some joke about tofu and a girl he must have a crush on. And he's like, great dinner, Mom. Can I go upstairs? And she's like, homework or video games? He's like, I can multitask. I'm like, no, no, I can't multitask on those two things. But then Skyler, the baby cries, and Skyler says, well, why don't you take her? It's like this groundbreaking moment. Also, before that, I think Skyler takes a swig of wine and then the baby wine. I thought that was interesting. And there's this pause where Walt seems like truly touched. And Hank's on the phone in his office. Gomez's party is going on in the background. And he's at the end of his RV list. He says, Hey, Janice, can you check this list again? I'm dead in the water here. Then he takes a breath. He goes into Gomez's party. And he kind of goes and gives him a little bit of a hard time, a little bit of. Uh, bigoted I would say or pre- prejud- i don't know his jokes are not. his jokes are not very sensitive, but he says a fight's a good fight, brother, and he's like let's get a drink and then he hand, he, he hands the thing to oh no he prefers he hands it he gives. it gives him a little gift, there's a little smile there, and there's this handshake moment. And then he goes, yeah. and then the Janice is like, hey, you're right, there's one more RV. You know, it was not, you know, no police report, nothing. And is looking over Walt's Chuck. She's in the baby's room. She's looking at Walt's a boot collection under the bed. Then she looks through the money bag. It's so heavy. Uh, Skylar's breathing's very heavy. And as she looks at the money, her mouth quivers, her, her, her mouth quivers. And she goes to her lawyer's office. She's looking at these green flowers, kind of like a green dandelion, but some sort of fancy display, you know, we'd have on a really fancy desk. And uh, at some point, they're talking, and uh, Scatter makes a cat hairball noise. It was hilarious. She's like, Geez, I could go for a, bottle, a glass of wine right now, or a bottle of wine, you know. And she's like, We want to go. Then she makes it. She goes, Anyway, breaking news, I'm sleeping with my boss. I don't even know why. I mean, he's nice, but he's kind of a buffoon. She goes, my teenage son's giving me the attitude, and I can't tell him about his father ever. And Skylar uh, looks; she stands up, she starts looking at the lawyer's family pictures. And then she tells her about the money, and then the lawyer gets real. She says, "You know, get out! You need to leave the house. You know, you're an accessory." So. You know, you, if you care about your children and everything, just get out of the house. She goes, if you can't, you know, and she goes, well, Skyler's like, well, I didn't marry a criminal. And she goes, well, you're married, married to one now. And then we get back to the White House. Skyler looks in, the baby's room's clean now, and the divorce papers are signed. Then we have a shot of Saul's office from the outside again. And Saul and Jesse, Saul, what, did I say salt? Uh, Saul's like, hey, Jesse, let's run through this one more time. Don't say anything. And he goes, why don't you take a Xanax? Can you take a Xanax when you're sober? Because I got tons of them. And then Jesse's like, I'm not waiting for him. And then Walt comes in. Jesse's about to leave. Walt comes in. Walt's like, he says, oh, good to see you. Have a seat here. And then Saul's like, Mr. Pinkman, you know, have a seat. And Walt kind of plays it uh, all cool. As he says, let's come to some kind of accommodation. He goes, there's a, a sweetheart of a deal here for doing nothing. And he goes, we'll give you 10%, you know, just for doing nothing. You know, we just, we just, that's it. And he goes, it's a kind gesture. And then Jesse's like, you know, I do all the work and this guy just judges everybody. And, and so I like, escalating, don't escalate. And then Walt's like, here, take the money. It belongs to you. And Jesse's like, yeah, that's right. And Saul's so like, oh, this is great. He goes, I'm about to cry. And Jesse said, or Wolf says, enjoy Jesse, because this is the last money you'll ever earn in this business. And Jesse said, what do you mean? He goes, well, I hate to break it to you, but, uh, you know, Gus was just using you. He had a crush, a business crush on me. He needs someone that knows what he's doing. Me. And then Saul's like, wait, you're going to cook again? And then Walt's well, like, oh, yeah. And then Saul's like, can I, can I get in on, on that action? He goes, what has what he giving you? And Wallace says, three mil, three months. And he goes, well, you're going to need help with that money. And then they go back and forth uh, negotiating, which, which is pretty funny, but you, you could watch it. And Jesse's like, you think this is going to stop me? You know, even though Saul ditched him, he's like, that's the way of the world, kid. Go with the winner. Jesse's like, this isn't going to stop me. And Walt's like, fine, make your chili pee, but don't use my things. And Jesse says, try and stop me. I think at one point Walt said, I'm in, you're out. And then there's like a brief showdown at the end uh, with them staring each other down, Jesse and Walt. And then in the parking lot, Jesse pulls a a Walt move. because He picks up a rock and throws it through Walt's uh, windshield. Uh, just like Walt with the planner. And then we have a Walt wide shot of Saul's uh, roof again. And then Hank's on the case. He goes to Combo's mom's house. Hey, do you know what's going on with this RV? She's like, it was stolen. And he's like, well, you didn't report it. He goes, I mean, why would you report it? It's a great thing. And she's like, well, you know, the person that stole it is family. And he ran with the bad crowd. I didn't want him arrested. And he goes, well, who are we talking about? She she, she said, my son Combo, Christian, Christian Ortega. And then Hank says, oh, boy. And then he goes in the room. He says, can I see his room? He had an autographed Combo bag. I didn't see who autographed the Combo bag. KRS-1 poster. That was sweet. And then him and Jesse in a picture. And that's when it ends. Bum, bum, bum. And that's the end of the episode. All right, so it's time for the red pen run through here. Uh, so let me look for my non-Spanish notes. There's rain in that old front, front scene, the starting scene. Jesse's license plate is FJA 319. Or Jose's. Jose has a nice look as he says... Uh, uh, Ho- Jose has a nice look as he says... Uh, Otro pero con ese hueso pobre... Probre. Uh, pobre... Pobre... UN uh, MAN COMO esté CON PINTA DE SEMINISTIARA DE SESANTA, sesenta ANOS. ANOTHER DOG WITH THAT POOR HUESO. ONE MAN WHO LOOKED LIKE YOU WAS A SEMINARIAN, SIXTY YEARS OLD. DE PRONTO DE UNA DIA PARA OTRO LA DE TOCARSE. SUDDENLY FROM ONE DAY TO ANOTHER GIVES TWIST. Uh, Si usted se chiflo, or if you chiflo, uh, si usted esta de promito, if you are of compressed, uh, usted me tiene que contar a mí. Then you have to tell me, love, Uh, which, you know, that makes sense, Uh, but but why would you tell me? Uh, ¿Porque eso me afecta? Because that affects me. Uh, well, uh, uh, que esas uh, son suyas. Those are his, right? Uh, que esas son suyas. Uh, How about this uh, de vidro uh, larguitos así como los des de James Bond? Uh, something about glasses of James Bond. Wait, did, I didn't understand what you said, Scoops. Well, benga, e, c, e, c. Yo les digo que. Come, and if, and if I tell you. That sounds like an 80s song, coming if, and if I tell you. Well, speaking of 80s, do you know any good 80s movies? Yeah, I do. Dio, un ex-professor me creen, a former teacher, he made me believe. Are you sure it wasn't a former teacher he gave me believe? I think it was. Okay, was that the one? Which one was that? Uh, Goldie Hawn, Morgan Freeman, or Jim Belushi? Which one was the one, uh, dio un ex-professor mi creen? Well, actually, all those, uh, were, were not former teachers. They were current teachers or principals that gave the students believe. Oh, esto, this, estuve, I was, incredibly, incredibly, as incredibly thinking. You almost had a point there. I no, just throw it in my, uh, cami- camion, my truck, uh, but say lo uro, I swear. Uh, cisas, my armholes. Uh, my cisas, my armholes. Yo very, I'll see. Uh, manejando, driving. Uh, barato, the cheap stuff. Uh, coloco, I place. Amplio, wide. Uh, repuestos, parts. Okay, scoots, I'm not following what you're saying. Well, say, note it's noticeable you're not following me. I can see your eyes. Let me tell you something. Uh, Que delicia de piso. That floor is delightful. Uh, Maraviso. Wonderful. You know what? Pusiera estuche. Bye. Put that case down on that beautiful floor. Maravioso. Uh, let me ask you a question. Propios, do you own that floor? Uh, Lobdebo, I own him. Oh, your floor is a male. Uh, Mayo, I heard that. I heard you had a male floor. Oh, you just call it a male. Uh, enter. Or enter. Oh, wait, we're doing a play now about for the floor? Yeah, it's good. The name of the play was uh, Fue anoche. It was last night. It's not more, it's more of just a what do you call it when one actor just reads, you know, a monologue. Uh, Fue anoche. It was last night. I asked the floor, KPN says, What do you think of my problems? And then the floor didn't say anything. I said, Me gustaría que pudieramos uh, comunicarnos. I wish we would communicate, floor. And I said, "De hard de Gizar. stop judging me, please, Floor. Ah, uh, pues me pala berga because I give an F about you. I don't just walk on you all day. You support me all day. Ah, uh, de mas de plus you plus my day. Ah, de uh, demasiado de, de... I I too egotista can be selfish and just walk all over you. Abruma. But my love of you, Floor, overwhelms me. Abruma. It's tan obvio. It's obvious how I feel about you, Floor. Uh, adar una. to give a floor, to a bottle. Of oil soap so fine. Uh, note un poco rara. I notice that it's a little weird when I talk to you. Standing, should I lie down on you and whisper to you? Floor. Uh, let me take you on a via, viaje, a journey. Yendo, we're going manera, in a manner. A uh, sigame floor. See me, follow me, si lo quiere, if you want. For your disegno, your design is perfect. Armar, uh, to assemble a floor like you ever again would be per- impossible uh, to or to plan a floor as good as you, impossible, but if we were at Ted Beneke's, you know, or, uh, Silba's place, they'd probably want to put some tuberías in you, some pipelines below you, how would you feel about that floor? Uh, cu- Cuota, would you share your heat with me? Yeah, uh, Fueron, they were, those rich guys were talking about putting those tubes in you, And I said, no, this floor is me amado, my beloved floor. Uh, Las dos cosas, both, Uh, you know, the square, you know, the black and white squares. I wish you had, but you don't, and that's fine, too. Uh, Podido, I have the floor that I have, you know. Alguno, any floor, won't do, just you. I remember one day when I dropped a bizcocho on you, a biscuit, and you ate it. You know what, Flor, when I, when I see you, I want to say, "Menga para, aca, hermano, come over here, Flor, or I'll come to you. This, Flor, is mucho mas bravo, so brave to keep me supported all day long, Lado Always on my side, always on my lotto. And I know, Flor, there is no propria. I I do not own you. If you are not my hermano, you are my hermana. You're my brother and my sister, Flor. Pero no puedo, but I cannot do you justice. No manera, manner of compliments, and serio can really do you, justo. How can I ever, ganerte, earn your caridad, your charity? How can I do that, Flor? How about if I, detale, I use this tone? Oh, no, con el te de tono. Con el tono. How about if I use this tone with you, Flor? Uh, detale, is that the detail better? I always ask myself every day, handando, what have I given to my Floor? Have I heard uh, Suya Yoro, his cry? Have I heard my floors? Suya Yoro, have I heard my floors cry? Uh, come on, you, you are not a common floor. Usted where you are out, yet inside. You know what I say to you, Sifra maslinda, Sifra maslinda my floor. Most beautiful figure of all the floors. Cinco por ciento. Uh, top five percent of floors. Supone robaron. They're supposed to steal you, but they will not. Cifra mas linda, my floor. Uh, denuncio, there's nothing. Falta la plata, even money. The rest of the world's vieja sheep. And you are my floor. Thank you, my floor. And I say good night. Right, I want to do some thank yous if we're on Twitter. I want to thank Chan uh, Moody Moi, uh, Sully Chris Sullivan, uh, Illusionoid Podcast, uh, Michaela Stacy S, Liquid Sunshine, Drew M, I think that's like a new, we hear from new people too, which is cool. And Heather M, different M, you know, Heather and Drew are, are different uh, M last names, but I uh, had nice stuff to say. Ren B, he's over at Stats Canada. And uh, Ren B, she's really nice Nice friend of the podcast and funny guy. And I find myself... Like, believe it or not, I have a secret list of uh, people, like, I'm trying to promote on Twitter. Uh, it's a pretty big list, but Ren, and, and Ren may or may not be on the secret list. That's a secret, because, but but when I see his tweets, I say, huh, That's I, I hit retweet a lot of times because I think you, Ren's a great, funny guy. Uh, so thank you, Ren. Lie to Lie. Rachel B. Uh, Miss Smith, uh, who recommends the podcast to frickin' Kid Fury. Holy crow. Uh, thank you. Uh, Lisa, thank you. Good night. Paul, thank you and good night. Thanks for that Crow's truck tip. And then Happy Mum. She's being like Babs and recommending the podcast, but she recommended it to Michaela, who already listens. I found that to be the cutest thing ever. Uh, and then Jessica M.D. Thank you, Jessica uh Ch-, Ch-, Ch Charlie I always want to say Chelsea Unicorn, but it's Char Charlea Unicorn, thank you. Ingrid Vlasso Tabasco Andrea Ulu Babs, Mary Beth, Lady Jane, Sammy, MYK, Roberts, Cat Gray, Oak Town, Nardy Three. Uh, Jennifer, e. for continuing to recommend the podcast. So if you need a book for a gift for a teen or someone that loves teen romance, and don't be and don't you know don't be teen romance Jennifer Eccles, I have it's spelled like Nichols uh, Eccles, E C. Uh, let me actually look it up. Embarrassing that I can't. It's a, I think it's E. It's like Echo. Uh, oh man, sorry Jennifer. It's my fault, not yours. It's a ECHOLS, Jennifer Echo camera on your favorite independent bookseller or Amazon. And don't you know don't say routine romance like like that because that's just, just, just a genre that just helps an narrow it down. to Do wonderful fiction. How does that sound? Would, would you like to buy some wonderful fiction? Because that's what Jennifer Eccles writes. Thank you, Jennifer. And I can see a hand just shot up in my brain that they say, okay, that's kind of how you, you narrate your own life, Scooter. It's a more, well, you BrainBot's more narrated as disastrous fiction, speculative fiction about tomorrow and the day after. So I say, yeah, Jennifer, is a nice counterpoint to you guys. And I just finished uh, Hugh How Howe, H-O-W-E-Y, I don't know, Howie, Howie's, well, no, I got like about 25 pages left in his third omnibus, I think you'd call it, of the Silo Series. I don't know if that's what it's called, the Silo Series. That's what I'd call it, but I, I'm really, I'm almost done, so it's kind of in a hard spot. Uh, but, geez, scooters." And this is are you supposed to be about your listeners and thanking them? Well, thanks, Hugh Howie. Howie, I can't pronounce your name. I don't know if you listen to the podcast, but I really look up to you. And speaking of which, there's an incident. I want to thank Whitney over at Mental Floss for her wonderful article. That holy moly, talk about capturing the spirit of the podcast in and of interview in a list. I don't know how you do that, but she did it. Uh, I, 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 I'm i speechless. Well, I guess I'm speaking. So. But it is really, really, really well done to say geez cause I have trouble ex- ex- expressing myself or expecting myself, that's what I almost said. Irony. Um and somehow she listened to everything I said and 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 really get nailed it. But I don't know what else to say. Thank you so much. I wanna thank C O Orstead uh H over on Facebook. Thank you for that song you shared. Uh, Laura B, Melissa S, uh, Melissa L for sharing about the podcast. Uh, Judith K, Matthew W, Dustin L, CJS, uh, Sheena H, thank you. Michelle L, good night, thank you. Roland C, good night, and hopefully you're not hearing this. Any of you? Our, our good friend Ebony H, who's been with us for a little while now, thank you, Ebony. Alexandra, uh Taryn S, thank you so much. Uh Carrie's K. Uh, sleep phones even like something we did in it. She's we like sleep phones, uh pajamas for our ears. Uh Mary Beth, Steve H, Amanda W, w. Adrienne. Okay, and then over on iTunes, if you can review the podcast over at com slash iTunes, we got a review from the Face 22. I don't know if this is a re, re- redone review, but Face uh, 22 prefers the earlier episodes. Thank you. Uh, sweet dreams are made of this. That's from Pear KU. Per-K-U. Pear KU. Pear KU. Thank you. Uh, that rhymed uh, look at look at uh, I, I bid your review would a uh, do because uh, 'cause I'm out of jokes about it. Uh Cow Pat Cat Cow Pat Cat uh, I think that was a Susian character that lived in the cow patties. It was a cat that patted cows a uh, cow comforting cat. And you know who comforts me is cowpat cat from Australia saying we have a fan cat fantastic podcast. And fantastic fans like Outback Cat. Thank you. Okay, this one it says Z's and it says this is funny. My conscious self doesn't know I'm typing this, but he thinks it's great. And that's from P I H F F H H U G U Z H I W I T H -H 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 G U G U B A J U B A. Thank you so much. As your conscious self doesn't know. I mean, most of my conscious self or my, fr- you know, doesn't know I'm doing this podcast because I say, wait, wait. I mean, they st- I have to run static. They say, wait, he's really doing that podcast? I thought that was a delusion. And they say, okay, it's self- what What's beyond DEFCON 5 and self-sabotage? We got to trip scoots up. But I'll just keep, I'll just keep lulling and dulling. All right, don't worry. Uh, love, mysterious love, it works. Wow, thank you. Uh, that's by Leb wh one and then uh chelton 1977 i don't know if i already thanked you but i'm doing it again uh because he, he sounds like a isn't there a country singer bless blake shelton this is chelton but you know see it's, a, it's just as good as a country song to me saying the podcast works thank you and, yeah, again i, I say l con 24 i don't know if that has anything to do with uh whatever that Khan was in the movie, Hubert Khan, I think it was not his name, but that's what I would have named him. And, you know, I already had that other falling out with the ghost of Roddenberry, so i say, well, geez, Scoots, who was that? It was Wrath of Khan, Hubert Khan. And then someone might say, wasn't he Grover Cleveland's uh, chief of staff? And I'd say, you're right, you're good old Hubert Khan, inventor of the Franks, you know. Kahn's, uh, you know, I think he was also the inventor of uh, the Frank, which was later stolen, you know, by uh, the dog. You know, became a hot dog. Hubert Kahn. Hubert's a name I don't use enough on this podcast, probably because I can't spell it. But anyway, moving on.